Welcome to another episode of Roll or Die. Today we are coming to you from the Gold Coast. Uh, we have for you fifth degree black belt and head coach of Fight Club Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Daniel Lima. Thanks for joining us. Hey you guys. Uh, good, good, good to be here. Hello, everyone. That's awesome, man. And what even a... better, we get to hear the Portuguese accent once more. Yeah. With, it's been too long in between <laughs> uh, guests with the accent. So thank you. Thanks for joining us, Daniel. All right. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. guys. Awesome, man. What a beautiful place to be, man. The Gold Coast. How did you, uh, yeah. how did you end up there? Uh, I, just, I was in New Zealand at the time. I mean, actually, going back a little bit on the story, I, I was I was in America first because I went to Brazil to America. I was training there and competing there, and then uh, we had the the old trade old trade center attack over there. And then after that, it was it became really hard to stay there. I went back to Brazil, tried to renew my visa. Uh, was was very hard at the time, tough for everyone. So obviously, I could not come back to America at the time. I was starting to learn English, really excited about traveling and and learning English and things like that. So. I ended up going to New Zealand. Actually, New Zealand was the easiest place to, to go as a Brazilian at the time. You actually didn't need a visa. So I was like, oh, man, I'm going to New Zealand. They apparently they say it was really good for sports, uh, all that. And then I ended up in Auckland, uh, New Zealand. That was in 2002. Uh, I, was, I, was, I got there, but it was, was very little jiu-jitsu there. I was the first jiu-jitsu black belt in New Zealand. So, right. so I got there. It was, yeah, it was, it was no one there at the time. Had uh, won a couple of brown belts there, teaching. And then I started working there, like the normal, usually, you know what I mean? For, for find a job and, and try to do it. Uh, about six months, I started to teach uh, jiu-jitsu there. I met someone, it's like, oh, jiu-jitsu. And then I got to teach in a boxing place. Started a little group there. They had a good friend of mine. One of my students became a very good friend of mine. He actually got a, a connection over here on uh, Australia. It's like, oh, it's going to have this fight that they call XFC. It was XFC 1 at the time. Uh, and then they, they won a black belt. So obviously it was at the forums at the time. Internet was was not developed as, as it is now. So like on the forums, like, oh, I have a jiu-jitsu black belt. And then I got uh, my first fight was in May 2003, I think. That was the first time I came to, to the Gold Coast. Uh, fought XFC 1. I, I was successful. Then I... I got the option to fight XFC2 for the title at the time. And then I, I came back and fought XFC2. I uh, won the title. And then I had a few opportunities. People wanted me to come. I, I actually ended up applying for a student visa uh, here. And then I, I moved in November of 2003 uh, yeah. to, to Gokos. I really love it since I've been here. I mean, since I got here, I, ne I never moved from here. In pretty consistent, uh, I, I really, really like the Gold Coast. That's amazing, man. So, so, so that's my little story, how I kind of ended up here. And um, so you, you went uh, firstly to America and then to New Zealand, but tell us about how you started in Jiu-Jitsu to begin with, like in, in Brazil or wherever you started. Uh, uh, when I lived in Brazil, I was about probably like uh, 15 years old. I used to do, I done lots of martial arts, you know what I mean? Uh, did judo before, and at the time I was doing capoeira, which is very popular in Brazil. Uh, one of my friends just just called me to do that was in like 1995. I was doing capoeira, and it's like, oh, let's do uh, jiu-jitsu over there. Obviously, we don't call Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? 
was like, oh, let's do, let's do jiu-jitsu. And then everyone was very apprehensive about jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu was, was very small then. Uh, then I was like, okay, let's have a go. I already had done judo. And then he called me. And Zachi was, uh, for the time, was not very common. Like, I, I went to training with, with a woman black belt. Yvonne Duarte, you probably saw yeah. her on, on the internet. She was the first woman to be a black belt and the first woman to get Cora belt. Uh Student of Osvaldo Alves, uh, her brother is uh, Pascual from uh, Baja Gracie. So anyway, she she started teaching teaching there, and then I I started training with her, and then uh, yeah, so then I trained with her for to about a blue belt. Long after she got pregnant, she had to stop training, but that was kind of the start of uh, my my journey there of of jujitsu. It was in in Brazil, Brazil. That's awesome. That's awesome. I don't think we have had too many guests who've been uh, taught by a female at all, yeah. let alone a female black belt and the first female black belt. So that is yeah. awesome. I'm, st yeah. I'm, st I'm still to this day, uh, I always talk to her, say, oh, Master, you got to come to Australia. She's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm busy. I'm doing this, but, uh, but ho hopefully she's going to come soon. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, no, she's an so, absolute so, so that will be, be a really good motivation for, for you know, the woman in jiu-jitsu. I mean, mm. also, we got, we got so many good black belts now, women yeah. in Australia, but yeah, she should definitely be an inspiration yeah. for, for everybody. That's for sure. That's Amazing man! I actually just found your XFC one fight here. Do you mind if I share my screen and we can have a little bit of? Yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That was. He's about that twenty was, years old, then, hey? So two thousand and three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. So we just go. Let's get to the start of this. Here we go. Wow. It's under sixty kilos. Yeah. Five wow. three minute rounds. Look at you! You're a baby. You see. <laughs> Very like Brazilian yeah. Jiu-Jitsu style, trying to get you the grappling. Yeah. Yeah, you can talk us through. It's better than the crowd. Yeah, and 2003, yeah. not many others yeah, would so have had that, the crowd. Grace Gracie strategy at the time, you know what I mean? Close the yeah. distance, uh, trying try to put the opponent down and, and then trying to get you my time. At the time, I was living in New Zealand. It's probably like uh, 23 years old. It's pretty fit then. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And so, did this have a strong grappling background as well? Or yeah, uh, all, all I had was was jiu jitsu. Yeah, all I had the jiu jitsu. I never had. I never had yeah. training any anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Did he have jiu jitsu? Do you remember? Then, uh, grappling most. I think there were most strikers over over here. Because the yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. You can't the triangle up. And then yeah. The transition for triangle there wow yeah, i yeah. think that, that, that that's pretty much it from then yeah wow yeah wow yeah, no, surely yeah. <laughs> oh, so there, yeah it was, it, was, it was my first time first time in in, in australia uh, yeah, fighting man. yeah that's brilliant yeah. That's, Fantastic. Awesome. that's great and that's awesome but you go, go no no you go well no i was just going to ask you about um Daniel, about what it's like being, uh, you know, fighting under 60 kilos, fighting as, or, you know, competing or just training as a smaller person. How is that? Have you got any tips, any advice for any of our listeners that are also on the smaller side? Do you like think I mean, today, approach helped you or? Yeah, of, of course I came from di different times, you know, it was a lot of like old school, it was always like uh, 
pushing through, you know, you, you obviously had a, a lot of less options of weight and, and things like that. It was a lot of like, you know, training hard, go hard, you know I me. Mean? Uh you know I me, mean? all, all, all those all those things like uh pain's temporary, glory's forever, but it's actually the other way around. Glory's temporary and pain's forever. You know what I mean? And, and all those yeah. sort of things and, and you, you 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 push hard and things like that. I always been like pretty strong like in mindset. So I push for a while, but, but like I mean today, you know, that's the the number one reason I stopped fighting the MMA and and competing in jiu-jitsu because it's just injuries, you, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the, 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 the advice is, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, just for everyone, not just for the people that train jiu-jitsu, but, you know, you, you got to look after your body. doesn't matter how hard you train, when you break, you, you, you're never going to be good in jiu-jitsu if, if you're broken, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, yeah, you may be a good teacher where you're going to be able to pass people knowledge and be able to, to talk about details and things like that, but but you're never going to be a good competitor if, you know, it's like I always make the knowledge of you with the students. You can get the best car, car driver and if you give him a broken car, he's never going to win a race mm. because his mechanics don't work. The machine doesn't work. If the machine doesn't work, you mm. can put the smartest person in there and, and it's going to be very hard. Uh, you know what I mean? So so it's definitely going to bring you a lot of limitations, a lot of frustrations. Uh, you know what I mean? So you definitely want to avoid that. So, so the thing is like, yeah, some days train hard, but then you always got to try to respect your body. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and we as you, we as a humans, like for example, we buy a new car, you know, oh, hey, don't touch my car. Hey, be careful with my car. Hey, don't scratch my car. And a car is something that you can buy new all the time, right? I always make that knowledge. If I give you this car today and I say, listen, you're going to have to stay with this car for the rest of your life. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do with this car? You'll yeah. be polishing your car, you'll be taking care of your car, you'll be driving your car slow, you'll be doing the perfect maintenance on your car, put the optimal fuel, the optimal oil, mm-hmm. keep it clean, you know what I mean? But yeah. we, we, we don't do that with, with our bodies, you No, know? We think our bodies going to be forever, yeah. they will kind of somehow we're going to change pieces. Even with all the technology, it's not the same. When yeah. you break, you break. You see all the time happen with the fighters. Mm. That's the main reason they always stop, do you know what I mean? Because especially yeah. martial arts takes so long for you acquire experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you want to make sure that when you have it, you can able to use it. I always make the the knowledge with my students. It's like it's like getting rich and not be able to spend your money. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's like you're getting all this knowledge and, and it's no point you, you go so hard that you get all this knowledge and become so good. But then, okay, you get your black belt, but now you're broken. And then, okay, so what do you now? All, all you can do is, like, give to other people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, thanks God, uh, I'm a teacher. I can pass the knowledge because it could be, a, you know, very, very frustrating, you know, be be like that, you know? So so, so, so that's the thing. Yeah, yeah the, the advice, I mean, for small people, or, or obviously, try, don't don't push yourself because that's the thing I used to do, you know, you're small, you you want to prove yourself for a hundred kilo guy. You you want to do that, and yeah, you can do it one time. You can do it two times, but you do too many times, you, 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 you you're gonna break just the the laws of physics, you know. So so you gotta be smart because at the end of the day, no one cares. All people care is about you know you, you get any champions like no one cares mm. they met who they tap out, who they lost to. Yeah. They care about if he, if he's a world champion or not. Oh, I'm yeah. five times world champion. You think they they care about 
did he tap on the gym or, or he didn't roll the guy that was 100 kilos over? You know what I mean? Sure. That's the thing that sometimes we get lost with the ego and things like that. It's stuff obviously that I learned now, you know what I mean? Then mm. I, I, I didn't know that. And that's the, the thing that, yeah, that's what I've been looking yeah. at. Like, yeah, just really look after your body if, if you want to if you wanna be good in jiu-jitsu, especially if you want to be a good, good competitor. So just yeah. taking that one step further, like if I want to compete, right? I do love competing, right? But I'm definitely on the conservative side. I never get injured. I just never get injured because I never push myself hard enough, you know? Yeah. I feel like I've, I have a car that, that is still working really well and I'm probably yeah. too, I'm too kind to my car. But is, yeah. that, like, is, that, is that a bad thing? Should I push my car? Um, I, 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 I don't say a bad thing. I, I, I just said that, like, you're probably going to take longer. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously if you tell me that you know, I want to get good in a year, I want to be very good, mm. I'm going to push you super hard, mm -hmm. extremely hard. If you want to achieve something in a very short term, of course, you're gonna, I'm going to push you super hard. You say, oh, all that matters by the end of the year, I want to win. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work you like a horse. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I take guys like Philippe Costa, right? I don't know if you guys, Philippe Costa. Philippe Costa is about my weight. Mm -hmm. Several times world champion. You can see him on YouTube. He's... He's about 60 kilo guy, even less, fighting rooster for the rooster division. Uh, he, he talks about, I never won a major championship until I was black belt. Right. You know what I mean? Most people, I get students over here, they lose on white belt. They lose on their blue belt once. It's like, oh, competition is not for me. Mm. It's like, come on. If you're not going to lose a white belt, blue belt where, 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 where are you going to lose? You, mm. you got to learn. That's a guy, the world champion, they never won major championship on any belt and then right. he gets on black belt and he's kicking ass you know yeah, what I mean? every every everyone will have like a different peak mm. I, I think mm. do you know what I mean? some yeah. people do well on, on like uh my jiu-jitsu korea for example jiu-jitsu popo belt was my peak i was winning everything in brazilian nationals i won naga in north america I got a few places on Pan America and stuff like that. That was my peak of my jiu-jitsu. Then my MMA was was perfect. So everyone will have a, a different peak, you know? Mm. By the end of the day, where do you want your peak? Do you want a peak of black belt? Do you want a peak on... on yeah, and, and, and maybe that's the thing. You want to compete? The question is like, okay, do you want to be do you want to be a champion? That's why you ask me. The first thing I'm going to ask is like, okay, do, what's important for you? Do you want It's important for you to be good? Because... That's the difference, right, between being a martial artist and being an artist. Mm. A martial artist is about being better than yourself every day, right? So you got to look at yourself. Okay, am I better than me yesterday? Yes. So you keep progressing. doesn't matter with this guy, if the guy beat me. Mm. I'm better than myself every day. You, you're a better version than yourself. Every day you're getting better and better. An athlete doesn't matter how better he is than himself. It's all about being better than the other person. You can put the, the, the killer of every gym. You're going to put all them together in a bracket. And then what's going to happen? Only one's going to win, right? Because it's impossible. It's only one can win. doesn't matter how good they are. One's going to win. How do you think they, all these killers feeling? They're feeling like crap. Mm. Yeah. Now, at that point, they're feeling like crap. They're feeling they're like nobodies. And that's the problem with a lot of times with competition. Because, because you lost, it's it's... You know what I mean? You devalue yourself. But does, 
on your gym, you're the king, or, or maybe if you have the fight again, you have a different chance. But at that point, you lose. It doesn't matter how good you are. When you are compared to it's all about being better than someone else. And that's the reason why we all get injured, right? Mm-hmm. Me as a fighter got injured, someone else got injured. Because you don't respect your limits. You're gonna have you're gonna have to push yourself until you beat this guy. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So be the the I want to be the martial if, artist, man. That's me. That's me. I'm the martial artist. Uh, exactly. And who knows? Maybe in another five years will be your peak. Mm. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you know, I was over here on my club. Is is example? I have a student, Shane Popperton. He's one of my black belts. I don't know if you guys heard about him. Man, the greatest guy since he's been competing. He doesn't worry about. He taps people get him. He taps. Uh, he at the gym doesn't matter if it's a white belt, blue belt. He taps. But look at the guy. The guy's about forty-five years old. He's been black belt for a long time. I don't know anyone that competes more than him. Mm. Here in Queensland, maybe has some more, but maybe I'm just. But this guy is like he's in every competition. He rolls every single day, and he never gets hurt because. He's not trying to be better than anyone. He's on his own journey that he's just improving. Right. And now I just can see how much express he has. He's just like on the last few years, he's just boom. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And now all the level because now his body works. Mm-hmm. And now all the knowledge compounds. Mm-hmm. And now we he doesn't stress. We Did have to get I mean? him on the show. He has to come on the show. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Another one to the list. Another do you know what I mean? It's a guy that I always use him by example, you know what I mean? And who do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy that is like me? Like 10 years ago, I couldn't walk on the Gold Coast with someone stop me. Mm. Now these days, I walk. People hardly know I am. I mean, some people obviously know and stop by me. In general, because what? You're not on the... On the on the peak anymore, you know, the media and stuff, but the, the, the pain, the damage now, the, all the things you're going to carry, you, you're going to carry forever. So it's also a compromise, you know, what's important for you. And, and this is a decision that, that only only you can do it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's worth it, it's worth the damage. It's worth not rolling with, like me today, even rolling with my students is hard. I pick like one day a week or every two weeks or sometimes several weeks without a do because injuries, you know what I mean? And right. then you start, okay, it was worth it when the guy was joking, I was trying to, you know, win on the train or, or pushing myself against the 100 kilo guy. Or, it, mm-hmm. It's no right or wrong answer. It's just only you is going to be able to receive. Yeah. But one thing I know, generally, at the time, you, you don't want to be, you see everyone, injury is not fun. Yeah, it, quote it, on my wall can... right here, and it says, "In nature, there are no punishments or rewards, just consequences." Uh, just consequences, exactly, and, and that's the thing, you know. But the, the the positive thing that that brought me was like, I'm a much better teacher to my students now. Mm. I don't let them get hurt. The, the, this day, for the guy to injure himself really bad here, he is gonna have to go against everything that I teach him. He's going to have to really be banging against his head against the wall mm. to become like fully damaged. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah. But, but of course, culture change. You know, I come from like, you know, talking about 25 years ago, I started jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It was the time jiu-jitsu was trying to prove was was the time. Even when I fought, it was like martial arts against martial arts, you know. Mixed martial arts is not this anymore. Mm. Now mixed martial arts, it's, it's a whole, everyone does jiu-jitsu. Everyone mm. does this. Everyone does boxing. Everyone, do you know what I mean? Where before it was like, 
you know, like the first fight UFC. I was the jiu-jitsu guy. The guy was the striker guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was like everyone defending your flag. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so, so it was just different times. You know well, I mean? just, just before we leave this topic, Kim, can I ask him one more question? Because it's yeah, yeah. right there for me. It's like knowing everything you know now, would you still name your gym Fight Club? Is it about the fighting? Like, and I'm, 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 yeah, I'm just interested to know. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, of, of course, I'm, I'm not sure these days. I mean, obviously, when I did, we were young. Me and Maspitinku, the guy that they found Fight Club with me, we, did, we, we did, we did that in Brazil. And obviously, but I think the concept of Fight Club is like we try to keep the, you know. The fight. So, for example, here we try to do the self-defense. We try to do the gi. We try to do no gi. We try to keep in a balance. We keep try to to all, all the pillars of jujitsu. Mm. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like we do sport, but also you know I want to make sure that if if just my concept, like I would like you to get your black belt, but we don't like that you just okay, you are champion, but or or. or if, if all you do, you win by points. But if you have to protect yourself in the street, you have no idea that then for me is a problem, you know? And I try mm -hmm. to, to, to keep balance. And of course, I understand. Some people, like, man, I want to do recreation and that's okay. But you want to teach some fundamentals about, and that's how idea of fight clubs, like to holistically uh, work with the fight. Mm. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Probably if you be today, you know what I mean? Maybe, 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 maybe different. But I, I don't think she changed. Yeah, I you love I mean? the name. I love the name, yeah. but I just know yeah. that now you're so passionate about not being injured and not putting it all on the line, like happens in fights. But, you know? So that's but, 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 but like that's what it's like. It's it's not so much about not fight. I think you can fight, but you gotta know how to pick your battles. I remember when I used to compete. Right. I used to train so hard at the gym. Mm. Every day was a war. Every day was like I'm fighting the championship. So when I used to go to the competition. My knees already busted, yeah. Because I'm fighting the championship inside of the gym. Mm. You know I me, mean? my shoulder, my neck is already. I go to the fight, my neck. So, so how are you going to win the fight if you're already smashed from from your bottom? Yeah, you want to train hard, but you don't want to train to the point of injury. And that's why athletes today they they they're much smart. Look at the graces, man. The graces they used to be very good on that. And we're talking about fifty years ago, sixty years ago. Mm. They used to be very smart. They had a good diet good lifestyle. They used to train without hurting themselves. And then on the day of the fight, they'll go and they'll smash. No gloves, whatever. Fight the guy with like, you know, 50, 100 kilos more than them. They'll do whatever. But yeah, one day your body can take that crazy stress. But mm. if you put in every single, it's like a, going back to the analogy of a car, right? If you have a car and one time you go and you go hard on your car and stuff like that, your car will take it. But if every single day you go, break going through the, the bumps, you're going to destroy your car. Your yeah. car is going to get 10 years and your car, it's, it's all, all yeah. smashed. Do you know what I mean? So I, th I think that it's not about the fight, but I think you got to pick your, your bottles and pick pick the time where you're going to stress your body. You know what I mean? If, if you're on the on the fight or flight 100% of the time, every single day, on, on the you can go. And for, and for some time, I was like, yeah, I was a machine. Mm -hmm. I was a machine for... You know, that specific time was a very short time for me. You know what I mean? Did, did, I couldn't quite get there. By mm. the time UFC came to Australia, I was already out of the circuit. Right. Two guys that I, I fought and beat, they were in UFC. And right. then you can see how frustrating it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Then you go from a machine to a broken machine. And what people do with a broken machine, sorry, a broken machine cannot be used here. You, yeah. you got to put it on the side. Oh, man, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. 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 Speaking of competition, and uh, it's not really a question, it's more just a, a little story that, Anton, you, you might appreciate that. Um, Daniel was, I guess, pretty much my first experience with competition because you talk about like losing as a white belt. Well, when I was a white belt, my first competition was Panpax and I went against um, one of Daniel's students at the time, Cara, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I lost so badly. But um, as, as many people know, when you compete, you sort of become friends with your opponents and her and I uh, became friends. We started chatting and then it turned out that um, – by the time both of us were blue belts, that there was a, a competition that you were running up in the Gold Coast via your club, Daniel, and Kara invited me to come and participate in this. This was a couple of yeah. years later after she'd smashed yeah. me as a white belt. Yeah. Um, it turned out she couldn't compete, but then uh, I think I organised my flights. I took my kids up there, and there was a, a change in the scheduling where the, the competition date changed. Yeah. And so Cara, out of her own pocket, paid for me to change my flights. So or she she basically covered my yeah. flight change so that I could yeah. compete in your competition. And then I think oh. I went against one of your other um, students, Jess, Jess McBain, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time. So it was just a really nice kind yeah. of, I suppose, circle of jiu-jitsu that, you know, yeah. we could become like a real community which i mean this was like over 10 years ago now as well yeah, but yeah. um yeah i just wanted to share that little story that's all no yeah that, that that's awesome uh, she's amazing yeah yeah and i um, came and i trained yeah. at your club yours was one of the first clubs that i actually visited when i was traveling that was i think for me as a as a white belt or as a blue belt you feel a little bit intimidated sometimes to go and visit yeah. new clubs because yeah yeah i don't know what's the protocol do i bow do i shake hands like all of that yeah. but it was just so welcoming to go there and, and train at your academy. So, yeah, thank you so much. No, that's that. awesome. Great, great, great to know. Yeah. yeah. And um, leading on from that, so you are quite involved with the competition scene, like behind the scenes in Queensland, yeah? Can you tell yeah, us yeah. about that? Uh, correct. I mean, a bit, I've been involved, like, when I got to Queensland, it was, was very, very little jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? And, and also, for coincidence, also I was the first jiu-jitsu black belt in Queensland. When I got here... You yeah. know what I mean? They obviously had all the guys that were teaching before me, not, not, you know what I mean? Uh, Vince Perry, there was already here, Jason Robic, there was locals, they were actually on the Gold Coast, actively teaching jiu-jitsu, you know, they obviously not black belt. And, and then uh, Eduardo Diaz was, was in Brisbane, you know what I mean? And then I, I was like, oh, you know, competition something. I used to do that in Brazil as well. Even before I came, we used to organize events there and, and compete. You know, they was like, oh, we need competition here, you know what I mean? And then I kind of start organizing some events. Obviously, at the time, it was like one mat, you know, a few people. Most people, obviously, white belts, maybe a couple blue belts. And then, then, then you sort of start mainly adults. And then we, we kind of start uh, branching branching from there, you know. I got with Eduardo and Vince, and that's, that's kind of, we started the first, like, organization here. Uh, to, to do it and, and grow jiu-jitsu. Marcus Collins is to do the, the obviously, um, the federation under Peter at the time. And then he was doing the States. And from there, everything just be growing. Like the, the, today, like we do a lot of, you know, it's quite a few competitions. The, 
the scene of jiu-jitsu in the last 10 years, they just exploded compared to, you know what I mean? If you look at competition 10 years ago to now, it's like you cannot even uh, compare. Wow. Now, now you got events almost like every couple of weeks, you know what I mean? Not necessarily, not necessarily from us, but it's, uh, you know, they have grappling industry and then you have all the people they organize and then it's obviously the market's hot and everyone sort of, jumping, you know, you got an ADCC and then you have Abu Dhabi and then, you know, you have your all the other small ones that they come, but I, I, I think now it's it's going the right track, you know, you, you never know how long that's going to go, but at the moment the, the growth's definitely, you know, on the last three years to five years being, being amazing. Okay. My yeah. first ever coach was Vince Perry, by the way. That's a side note. That's not my question. My question yeah. my is, um, like we talked about the car and all of that analogy. My son plays basketball. He's also done jiu-jitsu. Now he competes in basketball. And it really upsets me when I see the jiu-jitsu scene versus the basketball scene. And the basketballers can play competitively if they want to every weekend. Do you think yeah. practical that you could have a weekly jiu-jitsu competition and the body could withstand that? Is that possible? Would If everyone dialed back their intensity because they were competing every weekend, would that be good for the sport and the art? Would that be bad? I think in theory, yes. But I think on the practical, no. Because, you know what I mean, it's very, very few people they would they would be able to to do that. Mm. At the end of the day, most people are going to muscle up. Most people are going to have ego. Most people are going to re resist. Yeah, mm. they, 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 they will have a very small percentage of the population they would be able to and, and also you, you got to look at these functions you know most of people dysfunction they work in our office most people overload or work even as a trade so you're already overloaded so so you, 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 you're gonna do this over and over you know what I mean? injuries happen they happen with any sport not just with jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. but even with basketball you play all the time you're gonna you're gonna get hurt it's just of course when you do young you know, kids probably can compete every weekend, and it's no yeah. no issue. That's right? actually what I'm talking about. Jiu-jitsu every weekend compete. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if if you're gonna get adults, you're gonna get adults forty years old to compete every weekend. You're probably gonna you're gonna start seeing a lot of more injuries, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think practically no. I think in theory yes, and I think for very very few individuals, they'll 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 be the case. Hmm. But seeing like the amount of resistance. I'm in competition like every month, every second week I'm in, I'm in a competition and just see how much people extend their arms and the chokes and, and the takedowns. And, and I can see if you do this every single week and it, yeah. I mean, you probably can do for a year for two, that's what I'm saying. But on the long term, it's, it's, it's unviable to, to, to the body. You know what I mean? Makes because sense. in a way, jujitsu is supposed to be, you know, the free movement and leverage and this and that. But as, as we know, it's different. It's like some people you run the gym and the person just moving and stuff like that, and then you get other people like, ah, you know what I mean? And and that, and that's the reason, you know, what I mean, they lower the belt, the the, the chance of injuries it's it's bigger because what they're using way more strength, the mechanics are not quite there, so that means you know, what I mean, the sheer force, you know, potentially creates the risk of injury much higher. Makes sense. Yeah. We're nearly out of time, Daniel. Did you have any final words for our listeners? Any parting thoughts? Uh, no, 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 not nothing specific. Yeah, if you guys have any any more questions. No, you've given us heaps of uh, heaps of wisdom. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit like that. Like, I mean, I, I guess I, I probably 
the injuries I had and the frustrations I went through, I think that's probably the thing that probably made me think like that. You know what I mean? Pro probably if I never had guy injury, I probably never never had past the frustrations I'd be from beyond a competition, be able to you know achieve the dreams that you kind of want to do. Obviously, I did a lot, but you know what I mean. I did want to do more. I don't think I'll never had you know what I mean. It's like the end in life, you get wisdom by, by suffering. Yeah. It's very, very rare you're going to get wisdom by just everything going right on your way. And I mean, most times, whatever way we get wisdom, it's some suffering, it's some challenge, some frustration, something that go according to plan that, mm. that, that, that makes you shift uh, the, 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 the way you think. And I think in jiu-jitsu, and that's the great thing about jiu-jitsu, you know what I mean? You can change the way you roll. I change a lot of hits the way you roll. You can change your position. You can play more bottom, more top, or, or more left, or more right, or do the submission. You, you got like so many movements that, that you can do that that's like, that's, they give you a lot of more, more, more flexibility. You know what I mean? The Jiu Jitsu, I mean, took me a while, but now I learned, now I train Jiu Jitsu really the way Jiu Jitsu is supposed to be. You know what I mean? Because that now I have to, I have no choice. Mm. For me, it's not a choice anymore. I have to train jiu-jitsu the way the jiu-jitsu should be applied. Wow. That is powerful. Yeah. That is a powerful note. Yeah. Thank yeah. you yeah. so much for all your wisdom today, man. Like, seriously, I'm blown away by who you are. You know, I've always, you're, you're a household name in the Australian jiu-jitsu scene, but you have shared truth bomb after truth bomb today, man. And we really appreciate you being here. Yeah, I try. Uh, yeah, th thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you know, have another opportunity to chat a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah, we could do we could do a whole other episode. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think we've only just touched the surface. So we'll yeah. have this episode out uh the week after next. And yeah. if you could share with your students, that would be fantastic for us to grow no, our audience because you've got a very big club, a lot of lot of students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be great. No, hundred percent. And uh, thanks you guys for the job you're doing. I think those podcasts are good. We, we, we learn about people we learn about the community i think jiu-jitsu in australia it's, it's looking promise mm -hmm. you know me i mm -hmm. think the the thing we have this advantage to kind of be far away because everything happens sort of europe brazil us they're over there closing but i mean you know compared to that we, we definitely came a long way so many good brazilians and now so many australian good jiu-jitsu australian black belts because for a while we're just the brazilians but now you know you have now potentially, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of, of Australian Jiu-Jitsu black belts now. And, and, and that's, that's so good. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Well, stay tuned for part two coming <laughs> down the track, but um, thank you once again, Daniel, for sharing your time with us. And we look forward to seeing you on the mats. Uh, I think in the refereeing side of things, but uh, yeah, any of our listeners that uh, see Daniel around the competition circuit, Go say hi. He's a really friendly dude. And um, yeah, thanks once again. Cheers. All right, guys. Th 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 thank you very much. H have a great day. You too. Catch you soon. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.